What up? This is the Bird and Worm podcast where we interview artists, musicians, and local creatives from Ogden to Salt Lake City. My name is Aaron Pete, and this is my co-host. Uh, what's up? I'm Worm. Yes. Today we are interviewing Wes Johnson. Uh, he's 30 years old and has owned and operated Archive Recordings in SLC since 2007. He's been a staple of the Utah music scene for over a decade and has recorded countless records in various genres. Uh, currently, he plays in SLC-based bands Lionel, Westing, and Traveler's Cold. Uh, so thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Yes. What is up, my dude? <laughs> <laughs> that rules. But uh, we're actually recording inside his brand new studio. Um, he's owned Archive. Is this the third location yeah, that you've been? Number three. Oh, that rules. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so well, uh, first of all, how like how has it come along, like getting the new studio? Uh, you were saying earlier that you built it from the ground up, like straight up laid foundation and everything. Yeah, it's been working on the last three years, planning, pouring foundation, and just pretty much building every wall and all the outlets and everything. Just kind of had to plan every, every little detail of it out and... It's uh, been lots and lots of fun and lots of work. Yeah, it looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Stressful sometimes. Yeah, yeah you say that like awesome. there's been like a couple setbacks or like yeah. some head scratchers a, and it, stuff. I, I knew it was going to be setbacks and stuff before I started. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't heard of anybody doing this where there hasn't been. So Yeah, definitely it's, not it's, around here. Yeah, and it's, it's always easier in your mind before you start it how it's going to turn out because like – until it, you actually go through it and then you hear about people's stories and how difficult it is and you're doing dealing for yourself and you definitely can understand a little more <laughs> yeah <laughs> with past people that have built something you know right but what was like your motivation for moving from your last spot um what were the was it lacking or, or the last spot wasn't lacking mm-hmm. i really enjoyed the last spot i got a share with my good friend andy patterson yes super, he's the best beautiful beautiful human like super nice really talented but between the both of us it got hard scheduling and stuff and finding enough time for both of us to record everybody and i just had a good opportunity to to build the studio and one of those things like like kind of i just had to do it even though i knew it was going to be hard yeah and and you got to design like the whole thing pretty exactly how you wanted it and everything I went the route of self-designing it instead of like hiring out the design through like an acoustical sounding firm, mm. which I was looking into and I started, but you're just um, like, I can do this myself. It's not that I felt I could do it myself. Cause you know, there's stuff that you probably could technically <laughs> yeah. be better if I did pay the big bucks to yeah. have somebody mm-hmm. design else design it. But I've worked in enough other recording studios and done sessions, you know, dozens other places i kind of knew what i liked what i didn't like and i just kind of had a i felt like i had a good understanding of what i want to provide my clients i mean that's how it feels like it already feels so comfortable in here and you got you're not even finished you know what i mean yeah compared to the last place even yeah which already felt extremely comfortable and walking in here you're just like jesus christ dude (laughs) this is on another level man i'm still pretty Very nice, thank you. Yeah, I did not expect that when we went upstairs. There's yeah, a whole kitchen, like a whole, whole bedroom for bands and stuff. That's yeah. like huge. Like I, I can't think of anywhere else in Utah that like offers that and like is going to be so like I don't know welcoming to artists and yeah. especially like out of state bands and stuff because like 
I, I feel like I don't know. Have you done a lot of like out of state bands recordings? Or are you mostly kind of Utah bands for the most part? Yeah, mostly Utah. But I have recorded a few bands from like Denver and Wyoming and stuff. And I feel like Salt Lake has grown a ton yeah. the last three years with everybody moving here. Like, like I have a lot of friends now that live here that they moved here from like LA. Mm-hmm. And it was just becoming a bigger market for film and audio and advertising and pretty much anything like multi multimedia yeah it's like a much bigger market now and yeah it's a ton of growth in the past three yeah years. it's crazy and it's awesome like yeah i know it really is yeah. it's got a lot of talented people here i know this is so. a ridiculous question but if you could estimate it like how many bands do you think you've recorded like all all three total all the places you've had could you put a number on it do you uh, think over 200 I believe it. Probably might be close to 300 bands. Yes. You recorded my first album. That my very first recording I ever did was through you and stuff, and (laughs) you definitely had to like hold our hand and walk me through the whole thing, dude. That's (laughs) yeah, that and that's why you have this place too, though. I think is because I've never heard a bad thing. Like every time it's like, oh, go to Wes. You know, he's fucking awesome. Every time it's been like that, and you, I mean, like when we recorded there too, you definitely held our hand through the whole thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. On that, like, uh, cause I'm, I'm curious just cause I was like super naive when I first came in and did my first recording with you. Like if, for anybody that is coming to you that maybe this is their first record or maybe they're like a high school band type of yeah. thing. Like what, what's your ideal situation? Like, do you like having like click tracks? Do you like them having demos? Do you, or do you like them just to come in and do that with you or? Well, usually if it's the first time recording and they're in high school, like I, you know, it's not going to be like perfect because <laughs> yeah. like to really get like click track solid and song structures and stuff, you really got to have some experience. Yeah. I'm not saying that's true for everybody. There's always, you know, exceptions, but I feel like it's definitely I, something you learn along the way. Though. Exactly, you don't come yeah. into it like that. Like I, we, I didn't even understand that you recorded like instruments by themselves like yeah. that. When we first came in, I was like, wait, what? Like <laughs> I was just young, you know? And yeah. I, I think now after, four years you know you kind of like get into that like mm-hmm. okay this is what i need to be ready when i'm there it becomes and I don't less think mysterious on how it actually works you know because when you first start you don't really understand how it's going to work yeah like the first time i recorded i tried recording ever was my first band when i was like 13 and <laughs> like we had no idea how it was going to be and this was in like 1999 at the studio called <sighs> I can't remember the name of the studio, but it's Tony Corlogos. He's just kind of weird golfer dude, but he's really nice. <laughs> but, uh, yes. but basically, long story short, we were so bad. Like we left, we paid the five hundred dollars for the whole studio day, and we were so bad that we could we left nothing because yeah. we couldn't get through a whole take. <laughs> oh, so, and that's how you learn too, though, is because yeah. you're like, yo, next time we go in there. I need to be ready because exactly. I'm not spending exactly that money again, learned, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Trial by fire. That's yeah. some real thing. shit, too. So, yeah. so, so if I get you know some really young kids that I recorded before, if I, can, if I get them out of the studio with at least something that's finished and that they're stoked on, yeah. like to me, that's like the most satisfying part of what I do. That was me. You did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was me. Because like, for me, I, I left nothing. Then I slept super frustrated and disappointed. And yeah. I was like, not very happy about it, you know? Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> it definitely happens, though. And that's why, yeah, I think I'm really good with my money now. Because if I was to go to a studio, you know, I like that's two months of preparation. And then you're like, 
all right, I got all this shit. We're going to try to record it in this amount of time. Like, so I don't, and then you still usually don't even end up getting that, you know, but yeah. getting something out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. lost myself on that, yeah, but no, yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> I hate spending it. money and leaving with nothing. Yeah, basically, yeah, is what I'm getting no at. matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've done both uh, sides of it where like I recorded with you for, I've recorded uh, quite a bit with you. I recorded, uh, like the Chevalier, we did our first record with you, mm-hmm. and then Sites, we did two records with you. Yeah. Um, and then we did the Calligraphy, where James and I both did yeah, the live totally thing live. with you. Yeah. And I was going to ask <laughs> was you about cool. that. Do you like, like, what are, I guess, what are the challenges with recording? Like, if a band wants to come in and do purely live, all recording at the same time, like, is that kind of bug you? Is that something that's yeah. like, oh, man, this is going to be tough? Or it, is it... It like, used to when I first started recording, mm-hmm. and but that's because I wasn't experienced no, you've kind of got it down. You like, and... yeah, like I feel like you get more comfortable with live recording the longer you do it, and mm-hmm. kind of how like your relations with bleed and everything work, and you know, this kind of like setting everybody up so everybody can get that take mm-hmm. that they're all stoked on playing together. Yeah, it sounds easy, but it's it was yeah. We got I think we got lucky when we did that because there was just so many different moving parts. But I think it was like three or four recordings we were saying and then it worked which is wild yeah because i just remember oh man all i had was that little 16 i had to spit it's like eight bars and every time the mic or the camera would come at me i'd be like shit 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 <laughs> i'm gonna ruin yeah. this whole thing dude, dude that's <laughs> well, that impressive so much on fun. his part on wes's part like we yeah. had gang vocals we had me singing we had two guitars bass drums and we had hip hop in like the recording booth and solid, like yeah. all the recording, all the levels were like perfect. And you gave us like the mixed and mastered version that day, like too. like, I don't know. It was just unbelievable. Like that I definitely, I definitely thought it wasn't going to be as smooth as it was. <laughs> yeah. I wrote those lyrics on the way in your van. I was exactly. like, Oh shit. Today's the day I got to write this shit right now. So see, I, I still go to the studio. Not ready. I still did that after all that time, dude, I wasn't, I was like, Oh shit, dude! It's today. You, you and every other artist. Yeah, so. see, maybe that's maybe it's supposed to be like that. It's no big deal. Yes. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. But um, today we're actually recording. I brought my whole setup, but um, we're in a freaking studio. His brand new, awesome studio. So this quality is probably going to sound far better than our other podcasts, um, because he's recording like you're using Pro Tools, I think. Yeah. And what like what's the setup you got going for us today? And like. Do you want to talk about any of the mics or yeah. anything you, I don't know, sure. are doing for this? So we got, you're, you're talking through a Neumann U47 FET, which is the predecessor to the U47 tube mic. So this is the their version, a solid state version of the U47 tube. So that mic was built in like 73, I think. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite for kick drums. Sounds awesome on kick drums. So, so for people that don't know gear, like the gear nerds or whatever, yeah. put a do- if you can, put a dollar amount on it, because then they'll be uh, like, oh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> Enough. Yeah, it's probably like three, four thousand. Thousand? Holy yeah. crap, dude. Um, right, I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to stay super no, far from it. I, I throw it in front of a kick drum every session. Yeah, so, if it's, oh, been, like, yeah not, it's been around since the 70s. Yeah, that thing's like, not going anywhere. Yeah, long. I'm not too worried about it. Oh. To me, they're just kind of like... I. I'd love and cherish my, my gear and stuff, but you know, they're, they're tools and they yep. help me get what I need. And I try not to get too, you know, crazy Worry. about it. Yeah. 
Do you still have like a big wish list or do you feel like right now you've really got the like your sound the things that you like enjoy the most or whatever type of thing? Um Yeah, there's always stuff that I feel would help improve my workflow. Yeah. And then I get it and then sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So I'm always kind of like evaluating on what's working for me and what's not and I'm at a real interesting point right now where I haven't really started like really doing sessions here yet. And I, so like in the next few months, I'm really going to be, be able to figure out which of all my gear is good working well in the studio and which is not. So I'm probably going to be moving gear around quite a bit in the yeah. next few months. Is that what, so is that what you're thinking a couple months out to when you're going to be really recording in here and everything? Um, well, like I start recording like this weekend I'm recording my friend's band oh, and nice. then next week I have some sessions. So but, you're already So right now it's more it like up. close friends sort of yeah. deal. So Which is probably I mean smart just to kind of get the lay of the land type yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Just so I can figure out like if I do have a big problem or I have to like end a session, they're like my good friends. They're the homies you like come back next not, week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't have too big of expectations with delivering a finished product within mm. a certain time right now, you know? Yeah. So, but I'm getting really close to being where I'm comfortable to do that. So I just have Dope. to see how the next two weeks goes with these sessions and kind of see where everything is functional. I'm as far as so excited to hear what comes out of here. Yeah, it's, it's going to be unreal. Yeah. So, and uh, I was going to ask you this too, because you're playing in, a, I mentioned uh, at the intro of this, that you're playing in three different projects. Um, are you all recording all those projects here at this studio? Yeah. And, and do you like doing that? Do you like to like record your own projects or is that um, like, is that pleasurable or is that kind of like, t- I don't know, take away in any way? Like how, I just wonder how that is trying to wear both yeah. hats at the same time, like creative and the like go-to guy type of thing. No, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Like definitely when I do f- feature stuff um, with, you know, some of my projects, I'm I think we're definitely going to have somebody else come in and at least help produce and do like a good part of the engineering. Yeah. Just and to take some of it off your Yeah. Plate. And like this, this new studio is a lot more suited for that anyways than my previous two studios. Mm. So it makes more sense here anyways than it ever has for me. Okay. So, um, you know, we got, you know, ideas on stuff on people, but they're all this like theater, theoreticals right now so it's and nothing's officially booked well everybody playing bands with is all real busy with other bands and stuff so i don't have anything for sure coming up but yeah. we're always talking about stuff <laughs> that rules bringing other engineers in to work with us yeah i feel like i so. i feel like i'd like i love that because like you could record something and you're the one recording it so you could sit on it for maybe like a week or two like oh i should do this or i should do that and like you don't have to deal with the guy you're recording with because you're that guy so you like yeah. have autonomy over that but yeah then that's kind of tough if you're just like man i just want to play that's like all mm-hmm. oh, i just want i feel like too do you do you feel like if if you're the one making the music and then recording it do you feel like it's hard to hear it like you hear it when you're recording it. Does that make sense? Um, um, like, how do I say this? Like, do you feel like it's better to have spring to bring someone else in because they can hear stuff that you, you won't notice. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, like, like married to the idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like your music. It. So you kind of feel like close enough to it where you can't hear that's certain things. Definitely true. Like a lot of the stuff I've recorded for my own bands. I try my hardest to 
remove myself from being in the band. Yeah, exactly. Which is really kind of, you, you can only do it so much, really, mm. you know? You're like, this guitar is garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like, I, feel yeah, like, I feel like everyone kind of has that about them. And like, yeah. if I was mastering my own shit, I mean, first off, it, it never is enough, but I don't know why I couldn't answer that question that way. But yeah, it just seems so weird to me, like doing that whole part and trying to step away from it and being like, yeah. this isn't me, but it's you. And you're just like, I don't like any of this shit. I don't know. No, I think that's a healthy exercise, no matter if you're an engineer or just an artist or a musician or like not even music. If you're doing any sort of other visual art or anything, that's yeah. a real good exercise to practice a lot. Yeah. Just to remove yourself from it and try to view it as not yourself. <laughs> that's so sick sorry we got like a little bit off topic yeah. but uh dealing like more with like your gear and studios oh, there yeah. <laughs> like a piece of gear in here that you like is kind of your fame or whatever like your pride and joy is there a piece in here like whether it's your board or any of this crazy stuff in here because this all this stuff like i've been in so many studios but this is all over my head this is like <laughs> insane just looking at this big old board over here well, blows my mind yeah it, it is this this console and I trade. I had a whole bunch of more different gear like last summer, mm-hmm. but I traded a lot of it for this recording console here, which is a called the Trident ADB, and it's uh, definitely my pride and joy right now. I've put a ton of work into it, and I have this awesome tech here, Ned Clayton, that's going through and putting new capacitors and everything, and. Uh, new IC chips and it's like really digging deep into it and like refurbishing it. That's so cool. Make it brand new essentially. It was built in 1984 and so it's definitely some things that it's had to get done to it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> How many uh, tracks is it? How many channels? It's a 32 I guess? channel. Wow. So it's actually called a split console. So back in the day, consoles were made so we pretty much had two consoles in one so basically how it works you have a section of inputs that you record to and you have a section of inputs that you listen back through oh okay yeah, yeah. so like and a lot of consoles are called inline consoles where you can record and listen listen back through the same channel where you listen back on different channels yeah that's and what's nice. the what's the pro of that like what well what's the benefit it's it's not really like a benefit or a negative compared to inline. This is just a different workflow because this was built to work directly with a 24 track tape machine. Oh, okay. So this has 32 input modules and 24 monitor modules. So you Whoa. send the outputs of the tape machine into your monitor module inputs. Whoa. So you can We're record a crazy. ska band in here. You can yeah. <laughs> record a exactly. Pool. <laughs> That's so, sweet. Yeah, and this this console actually has a little bit of a history too. Uh, Bob Dylan mixed a record on this console. Whoa! Damn. A record in 1985 called Empire Burlesque. Whoa! Damn, that's weird insane, dude. That's but, crazy. Uh, the guy that originally bought this was this producer card. His name is Arthur Baker, mm. and uh, he's he's well known for doing like uh, all the like. New Order stuff. Or I think oh, really? That's what they're called. The English stuff in the 80s. The English band. Like New Order? Dance band. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the like half a Joy yeah. Division. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of that stuff was done on this. What? And a Bruce Springsteen song was done on this that he did. 
Wow. So. Dude, that's, yeah, that's some fucking history. So that's yeah. your baby right there. That's your... <laughs> yeah, it's not because of that, because of like, the history. It's just, I, I've been personally put a ton of work soldering all the connectors for it. and That's the baby right there. Just, you know, Jeez. elbow grease in it, you know? That's what I'm going to tell everyone. So. I was at the studio today and Bruce Springsteen used the same shit. Yeah, we dude. recorded on Bob Dylan's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking wild, man. Good grief. So uh, going like with vintage stuff and everything, what what's your opinion on um, like lo-fi recordings and music and stuff like bands that are like go to these nice, nice studios, but they're purposefully trying to make their recordings sound like kind of like muffled and like grainy yeah. and stuff like do, do you enjoy that or is there a right way to do that or are, I don't know because I, I don't even know how oh, I feel. I've put out a lo-fi record in, in kind of a regard or whatever, but I yeah. still just don't know how I feel about it because... I don't know. I wonder what your take was on that. It was, uh, you know, recording your sounds and how you want to sound. It's all an artistic decision. True. So, you know, the goal is to capture what you want to sound like or, you know, how you sound like, which is always a lot easier said than done. So, you know, record making a, a lo-fi record that still has, you know, you still hear everything clearly and yeah. it's not like the kick drums totally masking the bass guitar and mm-hmm. like it's not like it sounds like you can't hear stuff like lo-fi like everything's separated and audible mm-hmm. but it's lo-fi and distorted is actually a lot more difficult yeah than it sounds because you still have to have like proper EQing yeah and that's the thing i think people get technique. confused with lo-fi is they yeah. like they just think it's like Easy sounds like shit, but it's like, no, I think a lot of work goes into that because yeah, you still got to hear everything. Yeah, you still got to be able to say everything separate when you can, yeah. you know, yeah. listen back to it. You want to still be able to hear what's going on, even though it's distorted and, you know, EQ'd differently yeah. and not much lows or much not highs, like whatever sort of lo-fi you want to, there's different tastes. There's different like styles of lo-fi too. Yeah, you know? and a lot of it I think too is just someone being like, I want this to sound lo-fi, but they don't actually know what they're trying to convey yeah i think that happens a lot too yeah because that's why i do a bunch of hip-hop and that's like if anything sounds like shit at all they're like that's ah, lo-fi yeah. i'm like no nah, dude that just sounds like shit man. <laughs> like i don't know what to tell you man yeah. that's not lo-fi it's all subjective yeah exactly <laughs> what matters like, makes me no laugh. matter what you try to make your recording sound like what matters the most is just the emotion, you know, mm-hmm. people, when you don't want people to listen to it, they want, you want them to be able to like connect what the song's about, you know? Totally. So that's still the end goal. doesn't matter how you get there. I love that. But. I like that. Cause when I've recorded with you and stuff, like if I ask for your advice or your opinion or like you always give it to me, but like, I always feel super comfortable when I'm recording with you because I feel like you just let me explore and you don't do your criticism until like you feel it's super necessary or there's something like blatantly like, okay, this is a little crazy or whatever, but you really just let like all the times I've recorded, you just kind of let us go. You just hit record and let us go and then like reel it back in after we've kind of like already experimented, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, experimentation and just like trying stuff can take you to a real magical place. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's what you try to, like I said a second ago, you're trying to capture emotions. Yeah. You want to facilitate. So you don't want to get in the way of emotions. If you you can tell like somebody's heading a direction towards Mm -hmm. something that can have potential, you want to just let that happen naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't force emotions. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, or cut them off because then yeah. I mean, then it just makes exactly. everything bland and yeah, yeah. Be like, you're off key. <laughs> just like yeah. scream yeah. at them. <laughs> get it right, yeah. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes I feel like I need that though. So I'll just be like, dude, what are you doing? You're like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Well, it's easy. Back. It's easy to get lost too. Yeah. On concentration too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's super important too for your engineer to like realize that you know whoever you're working with when to let you go and when to be like, all right, dude. Yeah. fucking being weird yeah <laughs> oh shit so who are some of your uh favorite artists that you've recorded i loved uh one of the biggest ones for me that i still listen to all the time is uh cult leader you did their first release ever as a band and like just crushed that that was like that put them like they got signed off of that like, yeah so originally it was just a demo mm-hmm. that we recorded mixed and mastered and the idea was just to send that so they can you know, shop it around. Yeah. And luckily enough, Deathwish liked it enough. They just wanted to release it. Oh, that's so, that's, that's a huge that's, pat on the back so, to you. Like, well, hell yeah. You know, I, I, if nobody wants to record a demo here, like, I'm like, all right, no such thing as a demo to me. Yeah, like, you're like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it the yeah. best you can. Like, you don't really ever do anything as a demo. Yeah. Right? And yeah. No, not really. So. <laughs> I mean, unless you're, you know, doing a demo practice before you come here. So you don't spend 500 bucks and not leave with shit like yeah. we were talking about. <laughs> it's the only reason you do a demo dude, before you come here. Yeah. So. But what are some other bands that you like uh, just overall that you've recorded? Or is there an artist that you've recorded like quite a few records with that that just like you're super proud of the work? And I know you do a ton of different genres as well. Yeah, um, I'm real lucky to be really good friends with some of my favorite people I've been able to record like a. Vincent Draper. Mm, yes. A, I've recorded a lot for him. And just like the way he writes a song and the way he like presents it when he's playing it and performs it, it's just, it just crushes you like emotionally. Like it, is, it, it can, it can make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> he's so talented so, too. Yeah, he does crazy. everything. He yeah. plays <laughs> guitar, sings, he plays drums. That yeah. guy is crazy. Isn't it? Is it Carson? Yeah, Carson. Carson yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah Nicest Drake. guy in the world too, mm-hmm. man. That's yeah. gotta be a dream recording with yeah. or recording him. Yeah. And he's been somebody I've been recording since I was in high school too. Like that's I went wild. to high school with him. So you got an even deeper connection. Yeah, I got that's probably pretty comfortable when exactly, you guys record. Yeah. Um, and then my buddy Dan Fletcher, another like folk, sort of acoustic Americana artist. Cool. And he he's he's done like a whole bunch of variety, like kind of like more like hip hop sort of stuff, like Dope. punk rock, hardcore stuff. So I've got to work on a whole slew of genres with him. It's been super fun. That's yeah. Cool, um, you worked with any like hip hop bands or anyone? Like strictly hip hop in that genre, or do you usually? Kinda, I haven't really. It's usually no. full bands. I mean, yeah. I always just wondered about that. I just haven't really marketed. Yeah, myself. I mean, it's a it's a whole different area. Like, it is, I mean, yeah. it's mainly just vocals. You don't really, unless there was a full band, you know. Yeah. Like I guess funk and stuff. There's probably some funk bands yeah. down. And... But you know, did Jesse's stuff Theta, which was oh Hotshire. Yeah. Oh, I, I did the Theta stuff. That's my old roommate, man. I yeah. love that dude. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, I forgot about Theta. Yeah. Did you just do those? Uh... Oh man, I can't even remember. That was a couple years ago, huh? Yeah, like two, two three two, years three. ago. Yeah, three years. Oh, ago. That's cool. Yeah. Did you do the vocals too on that? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. What was? What's his name? It's fast in my mind right now. I feel uh, bad. Ritual. Yeah. Ritual. Ritual. Yeah. Ritual's yeah. the man. No, yeah, that's it. cool. Yeah. yeah, he is awesome. 
Oh man. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's hip hop to me. I'll yeah. take that, dude. <laughs> I was like, any hip that I'll fucking take that one, dude. <laughs> that's so sick. Have you dove into like uh like um like audio books or like narrative type stuff or uh, do you really like to focus on like the bands? Um so far I mostly have done like just band mm-hmm. work, production, solo, like artist work, but I have like done a few little things. I did like a a voiceover for a documentary with this uh US speed skater. Oh wow. Um that's Joey just, Mantia was his name. That, that was kind of cool. He came in for a day and he had like a little segment of, he did for like a voiceover thing for a documentary he was in about speed skating. That is Whoa. wild. And dude. then I did like a radio spot for my dad's business, which was cool. Did a jingle for him. So I've done like a few things like not band related, but I'm hoping to do more of that stuff with my uh, other friends. I'm going to have engineer here, uh, Ty Stedman. Mm. So, you know, this the new studio is definitely more geared to take on projects like that. So I haven't began working, figuring out how to do all that stuff and marketing and stuff for that type of work. Yeah, that's it's, a whole other like, area, huh? Yeah, it's it's in the works, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I, honestly, I'd rather do bands. I, that's yeah. I feel like that's where like your heart's at, and yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, that's that's what I would prefer to do if I were in the recording game and stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. But uh, you have quite you have like a crew here. Like, so do you want to like say like who uh, who all is in on this archive, the new archive? Yeah, definitely. I have a real good group of guys working with me right now, and gals, and gals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got my uh little sister brianna is kind of doing some studio managing office work for me for this summer and probably for the next month or two until she moves on for a different job whenever (laughs) she finds one what (laughs) is her vacation days like what are the benefits (laughs) 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 very low-key for now pto here (laughs) how does this shit work oh that's funny man Uh, still super low-key Maybe one day I'll offer benefits for employees. Yeah, 401k and I, all that. I would actually love to do that, to be able to be in that position. To be able yeah, to that like, would be, that's the tip. That would make me there. feel really awesome about, you know, being able to provide audio jobs to people, but also like yeah. life essentials too. Like, that'd be so cool. So yeah. hopefully one day I'll be able to do that. Yeah, that's the dream, <laughs> man. Yes. But, and then I got my friend Ty Stedman who's going to be doing some engineering for me. He's real talented. He actually does a lot more like kind of commercial, like sound design sort of stuff. Mm. So, um, and he's just real good like mixer too, and and he can really like uh, produce too. So has a real good ear. And I got a real good intern right now. He's going to be helping me out with some assisting with sessions and stuff. My name's Alex. Yeah. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Want to say something about that? Uh, hi, I'm Alex, <laughs> and I'm Wes's intern, and. I've had a lot of fun watching this place grow over the last couple months, and I'm really excited for Wes, and I'm excited to to be here, and hopefully uh, one day make some really cool records here. Yes. I should have said he was sitting in. He's sitting in with us. Yeah, he's here. He's he's the intern, so intern's supposed to, like, sit on the wall, be flies on the walls, and not be known that they're here, so... Doing pretty good at that. <laughs> Killing it. Yes. Dude, it's wild to, have to see like all these people interning and working with you and stuff. That's so cool, man. 
Yeah. You got, I mean, I mean, it's usually just you, right? Pretty much yeah. like back then. Mm-hmm. How many do you have? How many people do you have helping you out now here? Uh, so it was three right now. And then my friend Matt Mascarena is also helps me in marketing stuff too. Cool. So yes, and you also play with him in Westing, right? Yeah. You do that mm-hmm. project with him. Oh, that's exactly. awesome. That stuff's so good. You recorded his. Did you record his split with uh, Traveler's Cold, mm-hmm. the acoustic split? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That sounds so good. I love that record. Thank you. That's like one of my favorite acoustic things I've done. Yeah, that's so, so freaking. I'm real good. proud of that one. Man. And Traveler's Cold, man, that that first uh, the full band stuff he did, the first thing he ever released. Mm-hmm. Did you record that or? Yeah. Okay, that was so good. I just I remember <laughs> listening to that over and over again on Bandcamp or whatever. Traveler's Cold. This guy, uh, his name's Sam Richards, and mm-hmm. just oh, he plays a uh, bass in Cult Leader. Yeah. He's their bassist. Oh, weird. But he's just like sings and plays guitar in that band, or maybe he does. Yeah, he, he just sings now. Guitar. Okay. Well, like a last show, he just sang. Okay. Yeah. Crazy so. talented though. They were like my favorite band, but he only played like a handful of shows back then, and then it, it yeah. seemed like, and then kind of. Yeah, yeah, we played for like from 2011 to 13, and then we just played our first show in like four or five years, a few months ago at the Casca Lottery, which was a lot of fun. Oh, that was at Urban, right? Yeah. Oh, heck so, yeah! That's so awesome. We're we're supposed to be becoming more of a band here. But we'll have to see what our schedules and stuff are like. It just gets so, harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much going on. Yeah. Holy moly. Good grief. Speaking of which, should we uh, talk about that track? Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to be playing a track of yours. Um, you recorded it. And you did you play on this track? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is uh, from your band, The Lionel, which is fronted by Tate Law. Yep. Um, One and only. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so this next track, it's coming up. It's called Haunt. It's off of I Will Never Bother You. You can find that on bandcamp.com um, if you just search for The Lionel. So here we go.
Hey, uh, that was the track by Lionel called Haunt. It is off of their record, I Will Never Bother You. Again, you can find that on bandcamp.com. Just search Lionel. Is it The Lionel or Lionel? Lionel. Lionel, okay. Lionel on Bandcamp. Uh, love that band, man. They've been around for quite a while. Been one of my absolute favorites here in SLC. Um, but James, got another question for you. What's up, dog? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for this. You're getting pretty cocky with these two truths and one lie, yeah, I feel I'm like. Yeah, I'm fucking undefeated, bro. <laughs> okay. Take it <laughs> two easy. Rings, Take baby. it easy. <laughs> All right, so Wes sent me his two truths and one lie, and this time I don't know the answer. Okay. So I'm going to be I'm going in blind with you, but I I'm hoping he gets you. Hope he stumps you on this one. All, All right. right, for his two truths and one lie. The first one is he smoked a cigarette with cat power in front of a live audience. <laughs> okay keep going uh, alright number two is he asked Alice Cooper for a history lesson on Milwaukee <laughs> straight Wayne's World style alright and number three he uh, picked up my neighbor's fingertips after he cut them off in his snowblower oh shit <laughs> dude this is rough man do you want to recap no I think the fuck it's all god damn it. <laughs> See, I know about the... I saw the picture of Alice Cooper in your old shit, so I'm like, but you could just be fucking with me, dude. Uh, could be, like, misleading. Like, he's... <laughs> the first one just sounds really ridiculous. That's, like, probably true. In front of a live audience, like, where you're playing a show, like, or Cat Power's playing a show, and you just were, like, smoking a cig with them on it. I, I did do sound the depot for a long time, so I was doing monitors for bands oh, on stage bitch. with them. So, this is a little disclaimer. A little misdirection. I think the first, one, the first one's a lie. Am I wrong? Is the first one a lie? Cat Power? Yeah. No, that's true. Damn it! Yes! yes! Which yes! one was All it? All right. Alice Cooper. Oh, did you got me Which, <laughs> which I did. I was a runner for Alice Cooper one day, but... We just talked about muscle cars. You never, you never, we, we never talked about Wayne's World stuff. Yes. No. Oh man, dude. I thought that was true because he had that picture yeah. of Cooper in the old archive oh, building. See, dude, you fucking double, you double tricked me, yeah. dude. How the mighty have fallen, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm putting Well, my the podcast place. is over now. We're but, done. Fucking next podcast, TBA. Yeah. Fuck. No, but for real, like, yeah, I saw that picture of you with Alice Cooper, or just Alice Cooper. I can't remember what, but I remember freaking the fuck out. It's like. That is motherfucking Alice Cooper right there. <laughs> okay, so you got to go it. into the fingertips, though. What what oh, the hell yeah. happened with that? Yeah, I was <laughs> what? in my, you know, the house I grew up in. And it was at my mom's house, and uh, he knocked my door, and I thought he was joking with me. He's like, dude, I caught my fingers. I'm like, what? I'm like, why would you say that like that? I'm like, you're joking. Like, the glove is all ripped. I'm like, oh, he's in shock, so... I realized he actually did, so I had to go, shit. you know, find his fingertips out of the snow and <laughs> in the hospital. What? Did they, like, put him in a little zip Did they salvage yeah, him? like, in my cup holder. They got them back on. Like, what? Yeah. I just put them in my cup holder. <laughs> <laughs> was he that calm when he came to the door? Just like, hey, bro, well, you got he, a favor. You know, that's happening when you're in shock. Though. Yeah, I just, like, he was just like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, my hand is. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was really, really bizarre. Oh, that's fucking insane! Yeah. Whoa, how old were you at that time? Twenty-three. Oh, okay, uh, old enough to grab the fingertips and put them in the yeah. cup holder. And you're like, mom! <laughs> 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 mom, well, I, was, I got the fingertips was, in the minivan <laughs> cup holder. Take me to the hospital. I was the only one that was home that time too. So. That's fucking insane. Whoa. Man. Yeah. 
That's insane. And so it worked out though. He got him yeah. like back he got on. Him back on. He didn't get like full recovery back, full full movement, but he got. How like, do you a do that portion. with a snowblower, man? You stick your hand yeah, in you when it stops working. Really? Yeah. yeah, I mean that's usually how people do it. Like with lawnmowers and shit, the shit gets stuck, and then someone's like, "Oh goddamn it!" And then they stick their hand in there, and then the shit starts. Oh, gross, classic, dude. dude. It, happens, it happens a ton. Yeah, it happens to the best yeah. of them. Dude. Oh, that's the scariest so, visual, dude. So you people know, don't do that. Yeah, don't put your hands in <laughs> crazy shit, man. Yeah, shovel like a man. Just, <laughs> just use the damn shovel. I cut my hands off in the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, my oh dude, I'm so depressed that I fucked that up, dude. Yeah. I should have known you fucking with me, man. It's over, dude. All right, dude all I'm right. so it's stoked over. now. It's, I hope this humbles you. Because I'm all oh. for one, and I'm very bitter about yeah. that. I don't like that. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm so pissed, dude. I like. Oh, I should have known, dude. I should have known, dude. So There's how- tons of other stuff you could talk about to Alice Cooper than that. And he obviously talked to me about some other shit. Oh, whatever. All right, all right. Let's keep going, dude. I'll simmer later, dude. I'll simmer on that shit. That's so good. Holy <laughs> moly. So uh what, going back to your studio though, uh Archive, what how did you come up with the name Archive? It got started um with when I had a band in high school called Quiet Color. Mm. And it was me, my friend, Jeff Adams, and Ryan Cron, Nick Christensen, and we actually all like Met at uh, this place called Spy Hop, which is oh. like a nonprofit multimedia yeah. place for youth they can go to after school and stuff. And we were actually all audio apprentices, learning about recording at the same time when we started this band. Oh, nice! So like, I started the archive recordings with my friend Jeff and Ryan. I played in this band with. Like, we kind of started as a, as a team back then, and and originally just started with had like a portable like laptop and like a double o two and like this you know just a rack of gear i can take and some snakes and mics to like different people's houses and stuff and we just record like in people's basements like my mom's living room (laughs) like our band practice space and stuff so yeah the name just came up from the three of us just just wanting a way to record music outside of our own band yeah record other people so. I've always really loved the name because it really is. I mean, you're just kind of archiving like, yeah, our entire I, state's music, you know. That was the idea. Like, we're all like grew up really into like classic analog recording sort of styles. You know, like, none of us started out that way because we didn't have the access to it and stuff. Yeah, that's just the type of recordings we enjoyed the most, and just feel like you know, recording really is a way to document it. A moment in time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely so. do that. I'm like, oh, those are the old science days, or those are the mm-hmm. Luna Session days, or those, are, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. it's exactly. always like bands and albums, like, oh yeah, I remember that summer we did blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. That's so crazy, man. Recording the good way to keep a memory alive for yourself, you know? So have you listened to those recordings that you've initially did, and does it make <laughs> you cringe, or you're like, we were pretty good? Yeah, no, we like, <laughs> well, like, like, my friend Ryan especially... He was he he's he lives in Portland right now and I haven't talked to him for a minute but I think he still works at a studio up there but he is a an amazing vocalist and producer and he, I think he still works with a lot of bands up in Portland. Um, so like back then 
I was lucky to have his expertise, like him and my friend Jeff's. They're 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 like a few years older than me, so mm-hmm. they taught me a lot. Yeah, kind of guided you. Yeah, they kind they guided me a lot, and I was the one. Like Jeff ended up, you know, getting married and kind of becoming more of a an adult, you know, <laughs> a lot more than me. <laughs> That's the same with Ryan too. Yeah. So, so I, I guess I was the one that just happened to carry on the name, you know. So yeah, that's definitely the card. The name goes 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 to them too. So yeah, that's always a question I've wanted to ask you because I just I fucking love that name. Oh, thank you. I think, yeah. yeah, I just think it's perfect for, yeah. especially yeah, because I mean you do record, like most bands that I know of or most homies that I have, have if they haven't recorded with you, they know someone who has you know, and like that's who you get sent to you know is to you. Someone's like you know archive. Yeah. So I just think it's wild like how that name is stuck and how. Yeah, imagine your first band name ever, like you writing like with that for a decade. That, yeah. Yeah. Be Dude, like, I, I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like, mine was so bad. Yeah, that was so just archive a, that's a good is solid. Name. Yeah, yeah, it's solid as shit. <laughs> that's so cool. Holy moly. So, um, uh, we're probably getting close to the end of this thing, like wrapping it up and everything. But what are like some of the projects, or um, like anybody that's like interested in recording with you, like maybe just give them like a little bit of history and uh, kind of what to expect and how to like book with you and contact yeah. you, all some that good more stuff. More info. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I'm very excited to start booking sessions at this new studio. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it is set up to. How you know I always kind of wanted a studio to be, um, so we're able to record like completely live, like no overdubbing at all. This everybody playing same time, vocals, everything totally live so to badass. you know just into recording you know drums to a click, then overdubbing everything else individually, and then like any way in between. Yeah, that's the two. coolest. So pretty much whatever anyone's comfortable with. You yeah, can... exactly. We're able to do that. Yeah, and that's the whole goal is just to provide people to work to make sure to have a, a workflow that works to best capture their sound. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and this like obviously this is a podcast, so we'll try to get some pictures and videos. But this space is huge. Like he's got this enormous room that we're looking at through the window here. And you were saying something about the angles, like the angles of the room. It's uh, yeah. The, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, the live room is non-symmetrical, so there's no like parallel surfaces. So that way you don't get any cone filtering or flutter echoes. And they also have a lot of treatment and stuff too. And so it's Dude. designed to have an even balance as far as the sound. How so. crazy is it, like being in here now? From what we were just talking about, like recording like wherever in your mom's living room yeah. and shit and like to doing this now like how crazy of a feeling is that it's pretty wild yeah it's pretty fucking unreal <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of stepping stones you know to get from there to here um do but, you think um, your mom's living room sounds better than it does in here <laughs> <laughs> no i think this might sound a little better <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> uh but yeah i totally cut you off uh info yeah how can we sessions and how can people book? Uh, um, I don't have my new website up yet. I will hopefully by September. Cool. But um, in the meantime, you can just give me an email. It's uh, Wes at archiverecordings.com and I can book you through that. Um, my 
rates are super affordable and I just want to be able to provide a space to capture your music the way it sounds really good to you and want to have a good time. And Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you records. do the full thing. You do the recording, the engineering, yeah, can, mixing, mastering. Yeah, we can do all that, yeah, all in-house. Yes. Um, yeah. So. And you're super good about like I love that especially with working with you in the past like when you say like not just like trying to get on your good side or whatever but when you say like <laughs> I'll get that to you tomorrow like you've got it to me tomorrow every single time yeah. like it's never been like this like I have to bug you like hey man how are those masters coming or yeah. I don't know I just I love working with you because like you're you're super realistic and you're super like just the experience of recording with you is like super oh. easy and that's uh, yeah. That's really what I'm trying to provide is not just good sound quality, but when I want people here, I want them to have like the best recording experience. Yeah. And that's just not, you know, how it sounds. That's like how comfortable you are. Like, are we, are we being fed? Is there <laughs> water to drink? Yeah. You know, Which like, you, Tony I mean, Hawk to play. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> always Tony Hawk, dude. There's always, like, there's always Tony Hawk. Yeah. But I think, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I don't know if we touched on it during the podcast or before. We were just talking about how big Salt Lake is growing in terms of, like, multimedia in general. I mean, a huge part of that music especially is definitely due to you. And definitely due to, like, someone that, like I said, like I can't find a person that, like, hasn't at least heard the name Archive or hasn't recorded stuff here. And I feel like a huge portion of that is because you're so professional about it. And that, in turn, gets, you know, new bands going people know what they're doing more. I don't know. I'm just saying thanks, dude, I guess. Cause, yeah. Thank you. I, dude, yeah, it's helped. <laughs> I mean, I can't even think of how many bands, you know, that probably kept bands going for sure. And you're active. Like, you're in multiple bands. You're, like, supporting the SLC mm -hmm. scene, the Ogden scene, and, like, you're going to shows, you're playing shows, you're recording the bands. Like, that's just, like, I, I feel like that gets lost. I feel like a lot of, like some recording people and stuff, they kind of lose touch or they're, they just go in the recording ways and they don't see how like the actual community is like evolving and growing. Yeah, and exactly. I don't know. I just think that's like, you have your ear to the ground. Like I, I, I just think that's like a huge, huge yeah. thing. It'd be like us doing a podcast and like talking to all these creatives, but we're not doing anything like you yeah. were not in bands or we're not doing yeah. that. It'd just be kind of weird. It like wouldn't be as genuine. I feel like, like I'm so. a baker and then I'm yeah. trying to talk about all this shit. Yeah. Exactly though. That's some real shit shit um well, honestly like i don't really know much more besides playing in bands and doing <laughs> that it's just like if i wasn't playing music with my friends like i really don't know what else i'd be doing you know <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a good thing though so if if you could though if there could be one other career that you would go into like what would be the uh, the other thing that maybe you would be interested and it can still be in like arts or something yeah. like movie making or is there anything else I, that you've wanted to I, explore Honestly, I've tried to think. I've I've tried to honestly think about that so much in the past, mm -hmm. but like Nothing. I honestly haven't been able to think of anything. Like, oh yeah, like I'd be happy doing that. Like, I mean, I'm like pretty much just fully like I'm either doing what I'm doing, like <laughs> you know, recording, being an engineer, helping people re capture their music and playing music and stuff, and yeah. just doing what I do, or Honestly, I if I'm 
if I'm not doing this, I really have no idea what I would do. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm trying to cool think though, about man. it. Like, You're lots, like still thinking. You're not working at Goldman no Sachs or TBA, something? TBA, <laughs> dude. Yeah, TBA. <laughs> so okay. well, uh, outside of music, though, like what are some of your hobbies that you enjoy like doing? I like fishing a lot. Oh, cool. Okay. And, yeah. Um, and then, it's, you know, if, if I'm not playing music with my friends, I'm usually hanging out with them going to bars and stuff and <laughs> the good life dude out. that's yeah. it i'm always having fun so. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> oh. pretty, it's pretty sweet <laughs> that's so sick yeah, well man fortunate. thank you so freaking much for letting us come into your studio again if this audio sounds good this is a hundred percent because of wes this is like <laughs> oh my gosh we're recording on beyond what yeah, people are gonna be small like, Shit, setup. we can fucking hear him now yeah. our next one's gonna be such a disappointment so get ready for that <laughs> oh, shit. yeah for real man thank you so much this one was this one was awesome yeah is there anything you want to say or anything you want to want to thank you guys for thinking of me doing this so, oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah we'll we'll get all the links we'll make sure to tag you and everything um highly encourage everybody to like hit him up see what his scheduling's like his like his rates have always been crazy affordable like i was right out of high school when i recorded my first thing with him and i was able to afford it working at fucking guitar center so it was like high quality for a great price just he's the man i can't can't sing your praises enough or whatever so thank yeah. you again so much for doing this thank you guys yes uh, yeah all right cool well, this has been the bird and worm podcast and uh yeah we'll catch you at the next one Woo! Woo!